Welcome to the Joy Reveals podcast, where you'll learn about mind and health hacks, travel and business tips, and ideas on how to become the best version of yourself. Now here's your host, Joy Packard. Let's see what she's going to be revealing today. Everybody, this is Joy Packard, and we welcome you again to another episode of the Joy Reveals podcast. We're super excited to have you on here again. We are bringing on some amazing guests and continue to do so on these interviews. And today I'm going to be introducing you to a very, very special lady in my life. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to let her come on and tell you a little about about herself. And so her name is Abby Moneyhun, and I met her probably three or four years ago, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But she is first and foremost a mother, as well as a serial entrepreneur who has co-founded several multi-million dollar companies, including emissions elimination equipment for the oil and gas industry and a media production company. She's also a numerologist and a galactic code reader who communicates through frequency to give intuitive soul readings. She has coached hundreds of individuals suffering from health, relationship and financial issues, as well as grief and walked beside them, guiding them to tap into their own source energies to find deep rooting and stability. She is Reiki certified and has most recently been recognized for her leadership skills, brainstorming skills, philanthropic contributions, and was also named in People Magazine's Most Beautiful Woman Edition as the natural 44-year-old of the nation in 2012. And I love that last statement, guys, because when I met this lady, I did. I remember, well, first of all, we met about maybe three or four years ago at a retreat called Your Deepest Desire. And it was in Dominican Republic with about maybe 15 to 20 other beautiful women. And I specifically remember looking across the room (laughs) and I saw this woman and she was this gorgeous, like literally, and I'm not even exaggerating, but to give you a visual, she literally looked like a goddess to me. And I was just like, I wonder who that lady is over there. And, and, and you guys know, whenever you meet somebody, at least I do, there, there's certain energies that people bring out and like, there's certain things and people, maybe their characteristics that kind of are attractive to you. And I remember thinking to myself, of course, I knew I was going to be able to chat with her because we were such a small, intimate group there. But I specifically said to myself, and I remember this day that I said, I need to go there and connect with her and just listen to her. And that's what I did. And uh, from that day, I have just been in awe with her and just in love with her. She's a wonderful person. And so without any further ado, I'm going to introduce to you Abby Moneyhun, and I'm going to let her tell you even a little bit more about herself. Abby, thanks for being here. (laughs) I have my my hand over my heart in big old tears. (laughs) (laughs) I truly feel that for you. I I I just feel it. I can feel your love. That's, it's amazing. But you've got to understand that was like a very um, reciprocated feeling. I think it's so interesting how we don't see ourselves through the eyes that other people see us. You know, it's kind of interesting, right? Yes. Like we, we know how we get, and I don't know if enamored is the right word, but it's like we go into a room and we see something in someone that a lot of times they don't see in themselves. So that was awesome to hear your to hear what you thought. <laughs> I that did. Awesome. And and the most beautiful woman edition thing, I remember us talking about that specifically at the retreat. And I I can see why. And you know, you're just it's not just physical beauty, you have an inner beauty as well. You know, just your soul is just absolutely beautiful. So I'm just so honored to know you and to be around you whenever I can. So it's awesome. Well, thank you. I you know, I don't like I never admitted that it, that I was in that magazine. Like it was something I never put in a bio or anything. And I realized one day that that was like one of the most impactful things in my life. Because when I, when that magazine made the selection, they wanted, you know, your birth certificate to prove how old you really were, you know, and it was on my 45th birthday, the magazine came out as the 44 year old, the week that I turned 45. And they wanted me to do, fill out this questionnaire and it was like a 10, it was like 10 pages of questions that were all surrounding, you know, like concepts of beauty. And I realized at that point that I did not, 
I had never felt beautiful and I had never like owned like who I, who I was individually. Like I had walked around a very repressed and shy person the majority of my life. Like I couldn't eat in a restaurant by myself. I couldn't, um, I, I just, I was very shy and I realized that I had been hiding behind beauty. Like what I considered beauty was like my hair because I dyed my hair, you know, like it went back to this early thing that had happened when I was a really young girl. I, you know, I had a lazy eye and so I had glasses and I had to wear a patch over the eye. And so my hair would come down over my eye and it would hide the patch. And so for my entire life, I had hidden behind my hair. And when I filled out the questionnaire, it hit me so hard that I had never owned beauty and I had been hiding, like hiding out behind a physical look. Like I was dyeing my hair every two weeks and I had extensions, you know, because my hair wasn't really naturally long and beautiful. And I thought that long hair was like the symbolism of beauty. And what that empowered me to do next was I ended up shaving my head. I remember that. <laughs> I, when you and I met, I had, um, I had shaved my head in 2014. And I had just decided it was like, I'm not going to hide anymore. Like, and this was a radical thing. Like it was a radical path I was on of growth and of, um, you know, like climbing a frequency ladder, you know, which is what we were going to talk about today on the show. Because what I had to do is like, I didn't have to do anything. I'm going to reframe that word. What I chose to do was to take away all the excuses and all the exterior, all the, you know, you know how you put up like smoke and mirrors that you hope people see that and then they don't see who you really are inside. And I was just like, you know what, it's time just to be me. And I think that that confidence that came through from doing all of that and doing like immense internal work is probably what you noticed in the Dominican Republic because it was just like there wasn't anything to hide anymore. You know, it was like I was actually able just to like be free and own who I, you know, who I was. And it's powerful, very, very powerful time in my life. Yeah, same here. And you know, what's interesting is we have a lot of things in common. And one thing that I'm just learning uh, for this, you know, from this conversation is, did you know that I had eye surgery when I was probably... Oh, eight or nine years old and had to wear a patch over my eye as well. I had a lazy eye. Wow. No, and so, I, have no idea. <laughs> I know. And so, you know, there's many things that you and I have in common. And, and here we are talking about the same thing because I was also, you know, very, what's the word, uh, con- you know, self, sub- self-conscious about the patch. And I did. Mm-hmm. I also had, you know, my hair hanging over that because people would ask me, you know, why, why are you wearing that? And I, you know, I was younger. I didn't really understand the reasons why all I knew was how it made me feel. And it, how old were you? Probably you were about, it? um, I had to wear it between the ages of maybe eight to 11 years old, eight, eight you know, as yeah. young as that. It was a very, that age is such a, you know, the age where people are, you know, very hurtful with their words. And so um, I know that there's many ages where people are hurtful, but like specifically when you're trying to figure out who you are and, you know, those, those time periods of, you know, growing up and learning to be, you know, learning to be as pretty or feel pretty, I guess, and all that. And so that was a hard time in my life. I, I had maybe two or three eye surgeries and I still, if you, you ever see me, you know, you, I still can see as I get a little bit tired and you can see my, my lazy eyes still come out a little bit. So it was never completely corrected, but it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Mm-hmm. Which eye is it? It's my right bl- eye. Your right eye's blind. Um, it's not blind, but um, it's just, it kind of veers to the right a little when I'm tired. So it kind of, you know, makes my eyes not, it does not, I'm not looking forward. So. It's so interesting because, you know, your right side is your masculine side and your left side is your spiritual side. And so it's like it, it's like an indicator of what's carrying more weight, I think. It's kind of interesting. Like mm. even as, as a young woman, you know, like trying to tap into your, you know, your more masculine side. 
Um, that's really interesting because I had the same thing, but it was on my left eye, and they uh, they weren't able to correct it. Like, but I I found there was like some superpowers that came in it. My eye would always track the other eye, you know, didn't veer off. But I found that it is blind, you know, like right over the front of my eye still. It never did correct. There wasn't anything they could do in surgery because it's in the actual brain. It's a it's an actual like. I mean, it's a handicap in the brain. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah. But the interesting thing about it is if I close my right eye, I can see out of that left eye, but it's legally blind. But what I see out of it is aura. And so it's like I can actually see more like on the spiritual side. And I know that's kind of out there for some people, but it's like it really opened up the fact that I could see what a person was really all about, like their coloring and their, you know, like the energy level that they were carrying. So it ended up being a really great gift, you know, that, that the eye was like that because it did bring a spiritual awareness. Isn't that interesting how certain things in our life happen and then they end up turning out to be a blessing in a different mm-hmm. way that we're not even aware of, like you just spoke about. And the thing that I learned too was that everything that I considered beauty, you know, like in that long hair, it fit in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it was so, it was so funny to me that it had been such a huge integral part of my life. That was just so, like, it, it really wasn't anything. It was just all illusion. And that's, that's been what I've, one of my main learnings in life. You know, it's like even in business or in life in general, it's illusion. You know, like you're striving for money or you're striving for the, the American dream or you're striving to be, you know, like the perfect parent or how often is it that it's just, you know, like pressures that we put on ourselves that that's all it is. Right. You know, it doesn't even really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. So it's been a, like, it's been a really wild journey. And I think the coolest thing about it is now is I feel like I've, you know, made this giant uphill climb, you know, and now that I I just turned 51 and it's like, I feel like I've come into like the greatest, most beautiful place that I've ever been in my life. And that's kind of hard to believe, you know, like after you, what you would consider all these so-called like earthly accomplishments have really been you know, just steps on a path to like really get to find peace. Right. You know, and right, right in to find true joy. So that's what I'm doing now is like um, concentrating more on that side of life and helping people be more aware of what they can tap into and, and helping them break through that illusion and just see it for, you know, like what's really going on in their own body, you know, their own energetic system that's holding them back. So awesome. And see, you're talking about finding peace. And I think at that time when we met at the retreat, you know, we had conversations and, you know, the same thing as far as like what I'm trying to find in my life and our hectic everyday life that not just myself, but I'm sure many of people who are going to be listening, we all have this hectic lifestyle that we put upon ourselves and finding true peace and finding, you know, what makes us happy and being aware, being aware, that's kind of a word that I've been using a lot lately with my kids even, and just, you know, figuring out really what, what it is we want in our life, because some of the things like you were just talking about, you know, even beautiful hair, and you thought that that's what made you happy and made you beautiful. And there's a lot of things in our life that we gravitate toward because we think it's going to make us happy. And in reality, it's just pulling us away from the peace that we're trying to find. And mm-hmm. so, uh, which is, you know, an awesome topic, which you and I have discussed here and there and what you're going to be talking about today with their the frequency ladder. And so tell us a little bit more about, I'm sure, you know, we have different levels of people who come on and learning about different things that we talk about. And, um, this frequency thing is something that I have really been learning about in the last year or two. So tell us a little bit about that. And, and, you know, especially for people who have never heard about frequency and energy and aura and all that kind of stuff. Okay. The, the best way that I can explain it, I think to, to make it the simplest for people that have never heard of it before is, 
it's basically like you can turn a radio station, like you can listen to country and you can turn the dial, you could listen to hard rock, you can turn the dial and listen to classic music. Like you can switch that frequency and when you're on that station, that is the only music that you're going to hear. You know, in between the stations, there's a little bit of white noise. There's a little bit of a variance. But it's like once you get tapped into a specific station, you're going to hear the music that's on that station and nothing else. Like it doesn't commingle. And so it's about taking the power in your own life to turn it to the station that you really want to be hearing. So it's like we're, as a society, we're tuned into a lot of stress, you know, a lot of trying to meet standards that we haven't even set for ourselves. You know, self-imposed standards based on ideals that maybe our parents had of what we should be or what we should go to school for or, you know, like standards that we set for ourselves about our parenting skills or what makes us appear to be good parents by the way our children turn out or, you know, there's all these different frequencies that we turn tune into and we can flip back and forth between the stations quickly without even knowing that we're doing that and we can feel a little neurotic. <laughs> yes. You know, or anxious, you know, or, or um, I mean, it can bring up a vast amount of emotion, which if you just take it down to the essence, like we are these human creatures that our human body is the only reason that we're able to have this experience on this planet. And so it's like we're taking all these exterior things so seriously and we're not paying attention a lot of times to the interior self. And the, the control that we actually do have, and maybe control is not the right word for it, but it's like the awareness that we have to switch things up if we're feeling uncomfortable. And a lot of times human beings have the tendency to be powerless and to feel powerless and to feel like they're being whipped around in the storm without any capability of changing it. So there's also another thing that I like to show people and it's um, somatics. And the way that you spell that is C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S, somatics. And you can Google, you know, like on YouTube, just put in somatics videos and you can see there's one there that's like a two minute long video. And basically what it shows is that you put salt or sugar or something small and granular on a metal plate. And if you play a sound, that salt will jump into a shape and you play a different sound and it jumps into an entirely different shape. Wow. And when you're at low frequency, it takes a long time for that salt to shake into the shape. But when you're at these higher frequencies, it instantly jumps. And I mean, it is an intricate pattern that is changing on the plate just based on the frequency. And when I saw that, it helped me to see that inside the human body, there was the capability to change frequency. That it would, I believed that it could actually change the way that the cells were, you know, like, put together. I don't I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a visualization for what frequency can do inside your own body. So if wow. you've ever experienced things like guilt, shame, anger, or on the higher end like love, joy, and enlightenment, you know the difference that you feel in your body. Like there's one that feels very low and your body actually contracts and your shoulders go forward and you know, it's like you feel the contraction and then you also know when your body is more erect, your chin is up and your shoulders are back and you're excited. And Absolutely. so you, you felt these differences within your own body. I know every single human has felt that at one point or another. The awesome thing is we can switch it up pretty quickly because the, the truth of it is According to psychologists, I don't, I'm not a psychologist, but I've read these statistics that the first 90 seconds, you're not in control of your emotion. Like if you get angry or you, you know, like if you react to something, the first 90 seconds are pure reaction. But after that 90 seconds, you have a hundred percent 
capability to reel it in and to transform it. Because it's like, if you, if you are, say you're angry, for instance, at something, the only thing that you're hurting is your own physical body. Like when you're feeling that anger. So you don't want to stay in it really long. Right. But the interesting thing is anger is actually climbing the frequency ladder. So it's actually like a good thing that it happens if you don't get stuck in it. So learning things like that helped me to see how our health is affected. You know, even our financial status is affected by the frequency that we carry in our own body. And that's why it's important to learn how to climb that ladder in an efficient way where we can actually stay up higher on the ladder instead of going back down. And you, you can't just take a giant leap and climb, you know, like straight from shame, straight up to love. It's just, it is not going to happen. And it, it, it's just impossible because every, it's too high of a jump. It would be like trying to jump across a giant canyon when you really need a bridge that you can just take steps across it. So it sounds kind of like, uh, you know, as I'm envisioning what you're saying with the ladder, and I'm sure people are, are also seeing that too, is it'd be nice to get to the point where, like what you're saying, like, okay, if you're, you know, having shame or guilt and you're down here, as opposed to the opposite spectrum of being happy and excited, we have to figure out how to not be on the extremes, like, or the, the extreme on the bottom, at least anyway. And so how do you, how do you keep yourself, you know, where you can move from one, I guess, frequency to the next and not making it such a huge leap. Do you know what I mean? It's being aware of what the next step would be. You know, like what one little baby step is instead of like the giant leap. And then it's being aware of the capability that you have to get to the next step just by talking yourself through it. So there's these frequency um, like charts and probably the best one that I ever saw was in power versus force. But you can Google it also, I believe. You know, just look up, um, you know, like the frequency. I, maybe even in your show description or whatever, we can leave a link to Perfect. a couple good ma maps for it. Perfect. But the thing to remember is every, every emotion has like a frequency number that's associated with it. So, for example, when you're at shame, which is the very lowest thing on the, on the frequency ladder that's in power versus force, you're feeling things like humiliation and you're miserable. It's actually a step above shame to feel guilt, which is kind of interesting because that takes it from up to 30 megahertz. And guilt is where you're blaming other people for your problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, I mean, it's, I mean, that's one of the things that we do when we're feeling guilt. That's uh, along the same, you know, line. A little baby climb up above that is apathy. And that's all the way up to 50 on the scale. Apathy is, we can also feel like despair or hopeless over a situation. Now, this is the interesting thing. Illness in our body like colds and flus, they start at like 57 to 60. So anything that we just mentioned is this propensity to, you know, like have our body being in this operational state where our body has a hard time like cellularly fighting stuff off. So that's why it's, it's really important to not carry those frequencies around. But you look at the things that perpetuate that guilt and shame you know a lot of like religious beliefs or pressures that we put on ourselves there's a lot of things that we do as humans to feel guilty i think that when you just said those words where pressure to for ourselves to i guess in my own mind when you were saying it sometimes we as individuals we're we're so about that successful you know whatever we consider success or what we feel like others consider success. And so we're, we put ourselves on this level where we're like, 
I have to do this because I want, even though we don't say it out loud, we feel it and we say, I want this particular person to recognize how successful I am, whether that be a significant other or whether that be your audience or whether that be, you know, your clients, your customers or whatever. And just as you said that, it kind of makes me think of myself sometimes because I do, I feel like that sometimes where I'm like, but I have to do this. And really, we don't really have to, you know, we just make ourselves feel that. And so that's where that guilt, (laughs) I'm looking at this frequency ladder that you're talking about. And that's kind of where I, you know, I I get myself stuck sometimes because I feel like I, I feel like I have to please others. And I'm learning, especially in the last awakening of the, you know, since Dominican, especially where we met. And that is, and of course I'm not perfect at it at all, but just learning and being aware of, okay, you know what? It's okay that I'm not doing this, even though this is something that's going to please this person because it's not serving me as a person and doing, you know, great things for my health. Right. Well, it's kind of interesting because I think what you're kind of describing is like having the desire to have other people feel a certain way. Like desire is where you don't want to be disappointing people. That's at 125. Look how high that is above guilt and shame. Because like guilt and shame was down at 20 and 30. All the way up at the top is acceptance. Acceptance of self. That's at 350. So there's um, one, two, three, four, five. There's six things that come in between the two things that you just described. So if you were actually going to try to um, climb a frequency ladder... I'm just going to go through the list of what the different emotions are and just show you the difference in the frequency because grief was at 75. That's where you're feeling regret over anything or feeling tragic. Fear is at 100. At fear, you're feeling anxiety or frightened. But fear is even higher than guilt and shame, which is shocking. Um, Desire is at 125. Anger is at 150. And this is the most interesting thing to me because it's like as you're climbing the frequency ladder, it's like you have to get mad sometimes to get out of the the guilt or the shame because it's like the next thing that comes after anger is actually feeling pride in yourself, which is at 175. And then it's the, the hardest leap is from pride to courage, which is at 200. So... This is the interesting thing about it. Usually what will happen is people will get really angry about something and then immediately they start feeling guilty because they got angry. So they go back down the ladder and they sink back down into that really awful spot. So the thing is, um, let me just keep on going up the chart and then we'll talk about it. The next thing is courage, which is at 200. And then you can actually go into neutrality, which is at 250. Then to willingness which is 310, acceptance, which is 350, that's where you can actually forgive yourself. Like it's 300 megahertz above above apathy, right? And then you can get into reason and understanding, which is 400. Then the next leap to love is 500. Joy is 540. Peace is 600. And enlightenment is 700 to 1,000. One person that can carry the frequency, I believe it is, of love, can negate 89,000 people's energy that's carrying the lower frequency. Wow. Can you say that statement again? I hope everybody heard that. (laughs) And I hope it's right. We got to look it up to make sure it's true. But it's like one person carrying this higher frequency of love can negate 89,000 people's negative energy. If you want to use the word negative, that's why somebody that's at enlightenment can negate millions of people's energy that's low. And that's why there were people like, you know, like in the biblical stories like Jesus or Buddha or, you know, like, um, you know, they've got like the, the lamas, you know, the Dalai Lama, people that focus on pure enlightenment. And that's why when you get around certain people, you feel expanded. That's why your shoulders go back and you feel like you're able to be who you actually are and you get around other people and you contract. Like your body is actually like a detector of frequency 
and it's communicating to you. You just don't understand it sometimes. Not you, but people in general. Right. That's so interesting because, I mean, I'm sure we all do that. And like, as you're making us aware of what our body's doing. So I guess a big question, which I'm sure people are, are wondering as well, that is, say that we get ourselves to a frequency, you know, the higher frequencies of higher than acceptance. And then you're surrounded, of course, by many who are still, you know, because it's either they're unaware or that's how they were brought up and that's the way that they think they're supposed to be. So how do you, I guess, help yourself to be striving to be at the higher frequencies and being surrounded by people with the lower frequencies? Well, I, I think what happens is you stop tapping into other people's energies on purpose. So like what I visualize is uh, that everybody's body is like an orange and it's like everybody carries a certain amount of juice. And there's some people that drip out their juice really quick. And so it's like they go around and almost like this is just a visualization. Okay. But it's like if they were to poke a straw into somebody else that had a little bit more energy. The person that has a lot of energy, if they're not aware that they've got all these straws poked into them, if they're the type of person that is a receptor of energy, when they go out into a store, you know, they go grocery shopping or they go, you know, out into public space, all these straws get tapped into them and and they lose a lot of energy and then they go home and they have to like lay down and take a nap because they're just exhausted. Right. Because they gave out so much energy. So it's a matter of being so aware that you are closing off every single energetic hole that could possibly be in your own body. And you, you don't want to close it off to the point that you're trapping all your own crap inside of you. Right. Right. <laughs> because that's what happens a lot of time with people that are doing, you know, like bubbling their energy or whatever. So like what I like to do is just the, the simplest thing that I do that I found the best trick is I visualize that there's like a waterfall of energy that's falling straight into the top of my head. And that energy is just like filling me up. And I am tapping into 100% just the heavens above and the earth below and merging that into my heart center. You know, just creating this center point of energy that's pure, that's like the heavens above and the earth below. And it's nobody else in the world. It's not my children. It's not, you know, it's not my lover. It's not my neighbors. It's me and the heavens above and the earth below and acceptance of my own self. And when that happens, you can kind of feel it jolt inside your belly button area, you know, like in, in between there in your heart center. And when that connects, it's like, if you can take this visualization, like what people will mostly do is they fill up this energetic cup of water and then they go pour it out on everybody that they love and they give and they give and they give. And then they're depleted and then they have to go back and fill up their energy cup. This way, people are still being fed, but it's like the energy is coming in like this waterfall. It's overflowing over the top of your head and everybody gets fed all of this energy, but they don't have to tap into your physical body to get it. They're getting it from this exterior energy that's just pure source energy. And for me, that's the visualization that I use every time before I do anything anymore because it's like I've got, I want to be full. There's this saying that lighthouses do not run around saving other people. You know, like they stand there and shine they stand there and shine. And we as individuals, you know, like especially mothers, you know, we're pouring out so much energy to, to our family, you know, because that's our nurturing capability. And we forget that our most potent, powerful frequency that we can hold is when we are self-empowered. Because then that actually feeds everybody around us without taking anything from us. You know, so it's, that's why it's so worth it to be really consciously aware of where your emotion is residing and then knowing that you're just going to take, you're not going to make the giant leap, but you're going to take one baby step up in frequency. And the way that you would do that is like, if you're at the part where like, um, like maybe you're at a, a 
spot where you're feeling anxious about where you're at in your life. It's like, first of all, just catch that you're feeling anxious and be so thankful that you caught it because you realize that this is the first step to changing anything is just being aware and realize that you're already really, you're already like five rungs up on the frequency ladder to be able to feel anxiety. Like that's amazing that you've climbed that high already. And now all you have to do is the next step is just what do you desire? Like what do you really crave? And don't feel guilty about what you're craving. And you might get angry next be and be like, why haven't I gotten this? Like I deserve this. You know, and then you're going to take another little baby step when you say, I deserve this because that's pride. You know, it's like, I deserve better in my life. Like, I really am a good human. I have done so many things to help other people, you know, and it's like, that's where you can pop into courage and feel and own like what you have accomplished already. You know, it's just like stopping and taking some really deep breaths and realizing that it's okay to trust. Like it's okay to trust the fact that you're on the path and that you really are accepting that you are an amazing human. And it's like you've already climbed little tiny baby steps all the way up to acceptance. But it's like doing it slow and easy like that helps you to get there. And then when you feel that, you immediately feel better. You feel the relief of the anxiety. And then you can understand that what you're doing here makes more sense. You're more grateful for the experience. And that's where you can actually feel love from inside yourself. Like, be gentle with yourself. You know, it's like, I'm never going to talk mean to you again. I love you. You know, I embrace yourself. Be tender with yourself. Be empowering to yourself. And then it's just like what is shining off your body is a higher frequency. And I'm going to tell you something that will repel lower frequencies. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and that and that's sometimes hard to understand when you are in this very loving space and say your child walks in feeling bad about something that happened to school. And they see you being bubbly and it's like, they don't want to be around you I because agree. Mm-hmm. it takes what it does internally is they're seeing something that they want to feel, but it's such a strong mirror of what they're not feeling. But it's like when you're that aware, then you can ask, you can decipher where your child's at or your spouse, you know, whoever you're dealing with and then help them just take one step by asking them a question. My girlfriend calls questions um, the quest I on. Oh, I like that. And so, yeah, it's great because it's like, especially with your kids or your spouse, or instead of being like, why are you so ticked off? It's like inside you're like, wow, that's really great because since they're angry, that means they've climbed the, the ladder. Like, let's help them not get down lower, you know, and maybe help is the wrong word too. But it's just like by being aware, it's like you help them raise into pride and on up into love instead of feeling like they have to drop back down because they did something wrong because they got mad. You know, just being aware is what switches it up. It's interesting where anger is, like you say, I'm looking at this, I wrote down all the stuff that you're saying and how, like you say, a lot of times when, when people may think of this frequency ladder, they may think that that's at the very bottom when in reality that's, you know, um, a little less than halfway up the ladder. So yeah, it's, you're almost halfway there. Yeah. I mean, almost halfway there when you finally get to the spot that you're ticked. And there's a lot of people that will stay in that ticked off zone, you know, because it's like, it feels better to be that than it feels to be depressed because at least there, there's some fury, you know, there's some emotion that they can feel instead of like being, Oh, I can't move because my life stinks. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's like when you see angry people, that's why they say anger is the only emotion that's not really its own. And so go deep on what's really going on at the inner level that they need to be feeling more adequate in their own life about. Like where are they feeling disempowered that's making them have to put out that roar, you know, of anger to deflect. And then that helps them just climb up a couple steps where they can accept who they are. 
you know, where they can feel more neutral, you know, more leveled out. It'd be kind of neat to have something like this until, like, I'm sure you already had this memorized, but something like just a little laminate to put in our purse or our our calendar or, you know, just something to like, to be able to be aware because now I'm looking at this visually, you know, because I'm sure we all have these, these different levels that we're feeling. And then we, when, when I'm looking at this visually now, I'm like, wow, you know, this is interesting by just being aware now to know where I personally am standing on this frequency ladder. So I think you that, can see where you yeah. vacillate, right? Exactly. It's awesome. So I'm sure that with you, like, I mean, you've been through a lot. I know, you know, we've had conversations oh, and God, so yeah. we, and, and that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people may, may see you and say, well, yeah, well, she's able to do this because, you know, she's here, but people don't realize, you know, all the things that you've been through yourself. So how did you, I guess, get yourself to, you know, surely there's people that are going to listen to this and, you know, they're either, maybe they're anxious and they have anxiety, they're, they're depressed or they're, you know, going through a divorce or whatever. And they're at these lower frequencies or whatever. So for you, like, you know, we don't have time to go through all the things that you've been through, but just everybody know that she's been through a lot and she is this amazing person. (laughs) Yeah, you have. And, but you've picked yourself back up and, and so, and I know it will take time, but I guess for like, you know, what did you, when did you, I guess, have your awakening of like, okay, you know, I'm here, I need to do something about this and get myself out of this rut of being depressed or anxious or whatever you were feeling, you know? Well, I'll tell you, it was, I, I mean, seriously, it felt like I was walking through hell. And it took me about nine years. Like, honestly, it, when I talk to other, like, spiritual leaders or guides or whatever, they're like, wow, you went really fast. And it's like, are you kidding me? That felt like it took forever. You know? Yes. Like, seriously. But it was like I went through a bunch of stuff all at once. I went through... Basically, I I went through a very traumatic divorce. I went through severe health issues. I like I, I really came right to the brink of death, health wise, and I lost everything. I mean, I I lost all my money in a Ponzi scheme. I lost, you know, I, I felt like I lost everything. That's what it felt like. And basically, what was happening is like I was releasing earthly attachment. Like I was seeing that I was just fine, even if as long as I had my physical body, that's all I had to have to be on this planet. I very serendipitously came across a man who um, taught me about numerology. He asked me, it was on my birthday, and it was right when I was going through the harshest stuff. And he said, um, in my numerology, he said, you're going to have relationship issues. You're going to have health issues. And if those things don't wake you up to your spirituality, you're going to die really young. He's like, that's just the, that's just what's in your numerology. And I was like, you can tell that from numerology. Like what, what all does it say I would have, you know? And he went through the list and he was like, oh my God, I had gone through every single thing. And that meant I I was going to die next. I mean, I, I, and I was like, I was at the brink of death's door. I had had a really bad surgery go wrong. A doctor had made a mistake and a, um, in my, it's just a long story of what all had happened, but I, they were saying they were going to have to put me on a feeding tube. I couldn't hold food down. I was, um, it was just a bad situation. And I was like, I better wake up. And I started learning about numerology. And then I learned about galactic code And when I saw my galactic code, it was like I was here to learn about body wisdom and how to communicate, you know, to other people, you know, to be a messenger and how to, you know, like tap in and balance out my own male and female energy and to radiate like this frequency. And then I started learning about the frequency scale and I could see I was very aware of where I was taking giant dips and where I was climbing. And then I... I could see what was happening in my life based on where my frequency was at. Because whatever you're seeing in your own physical world right now is a manifestation of what your frequency level has been in the past, in the recent, most recent past. 
which means that it's a really great indicator of what you need to do next. So if you're really super happy where you're at, then it means you are doing great on this frequency ladder. If there's things that you want to change, just be aware of what you want to change. And then know that it's very simple to change it. It's just not easy to remember that it's that simple. And once you gain that awareness, um, I, I did this trick where I would put, I, I was at work, you know, and I would get so stressed out over the stuff that was happening. I mean, it was just a nightmare. Like when you're running these giant businesses and you've got a lot of employees and and you're going through a divorce at the same time, and you've got kids, and you've got health problems, you're stressed. And what I did is I put rubber bands. That's all I had on my desk. I just put rubber bands on my wrist. I put about 30 of them on one side. And I was like, I'm going to take a rubber band off and put on the other wrist every single time I think a negative thought. Wow, and that's I, an awesome, awesome uh, technique. I... Like within 10 minutes, I had made it through all my rubber bands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was wow. like, well, that's, that's a clue. Like that's a clue why you're attracting all this stress. Like your thoughts are residing in a very negative place. And I searched. And the more questions I asked, then the answer would come. The right person would pop in to have the right answer at the right time. And it just, it's like I had little guides like all along the way that would just bring the answer and it helped me kind of waltz through it and it, it literally took year like I have spent years on this at this point I ended up and like I said my path is way different than a lot of people's because I ended up literally moving to the side of a mountain in Teton Village Wyoming and I stayed there alone I was there I ended up um, retiring from work the current job that I had at the time, my youngest son had just graduated. So I no longer had the work. I no longer had the children and I was no longer a wife and it was me and a mountain. <laughs> and I, I, for the first time in my life had to learn about me and see that it wasn't about anything else in the world. It wasn't about any of the other situations. It was about how I was handling things individually and there's something about making that realization. And anybody can do this at any point in time. The second you realize that, there is no going back. Because from that point forward, you're aware that you're not going to change anybody else in this world. Like it's hard enough to change yourself. <laughs> but what you're going to do is focus 100% on changing you and then everything else in the world automatically will change. Wow. And that it, it means you're not going to change your husband. You're not going to change your boyfriend. You're not going to change your wife. You're not going to change your children. You're not going to change your pet. You're not going to change another single thing that has blood in it. You're changing yourself and you're being aware of how you're reacting to situations. You're being aware of where you're climbing up the ladder or going down the ladder. And everything else is going to respond to that. So it just takes away all the pressure off of everybody else in the world. It's not their fault. If you don't like what they're doing, then you're the one that makes the decision to leave that situation. You don't try to make them change it. If you're dissatisfied or uncomfortable, look at that scale and figure out just one step above it that you need to climb to. Wow. You know, this has all been so enlightening. I, every time I hear you talk about this, I learn something new because we've talked about this, you know, conversed about this through chat or phone calls or whatever. And it's, it's really helped me. I mean, you know, we, we were talking maybe, I don't know, three or four months ago, who knows? And, and you know, it was a time that was really hard for me. And, you know, we were talking about this very issue, this very ladder, this frequency ladder. And I think this, this whole I guess, podcast episode, one of the words that sticks out to me the most is being aware, aware and mm -hmm. knowing where you are on this ladder and knowing how you can move up, you know, from the different frequency that you're at in your life. And so 
I'm sure that there's so much more. And I know for sure that this is going to have to be, there's going to have to be maybe a part two and three with you. Because <laughs> you have so much to offer. You're so, oh, I'm just in awe every time I listen to you. I could listen to you for hours. I'm sure everybody else will say the same. And I'm so thankful that you've taken the time to be on here with us. I know that your time is so super valuable. And what an honor to have you as a guest on the Joy Reveals podcast. I'm sure that these listeners are going to want to know how to contact you. So do you have a way that you would like to invite them to do so? Sure. Um, and I, w- I just want to say that like, this isn't even me. This is just like ancient wisdom that is out there that we can all tap into. And this is the result of tapping into it. You know, it's like where you can actually feel peace. So I want everybody to know that it's not like a special thing per individual. Um, the, I've got a webpage and it's called abbymoneyhun.com. Like if you want to just go and learn more about galactic code or numerology, I also have a podcast that I do on inflowradio.com, but it's like, if, if you download just pod, podcasts on your phone, I'm, I'm on so many different venues right now, like iTunes, Spotify, um, iHeart, but it's called the Abby Money Hun Show. And I just started that show just because I wanted to like help people feel more comfortable in this human experience. And I I also have a Facebook page that's called the Abby Money Hun Show, where we go over a lot of the stuff that we're discussing, like in the podcast. And that page is fairly new too. But people can feel free to to connect there, and be sure to like like um, join the conversation that's on that page, like post what you are going through and we'll discuss those topics on the podcast and just know that it is a global conversation that every single thing that you're going through is a hundred percent normal. It's not anything that probably 90% of the population hasn't experienced at some point or another in their life, because that's just what's going to happen. We are going to live we're going to lose someone in death at some point. some point, we're going to have a relationship issue with someone. At some point in time, someone in our life is going to have a health issue. It's a human experience. So it's accepting it and communicating about it and seeing that we're all empowering each other on this journey. Like we're, we're doing it. We're standing side by side, holding hands, finding our own two feet and our own stability as we do it. And we're climbing that ladder together. And there really is going to be positive change as a result. That's so awesome. Thank you, Abby, so much for your knowledge, your, your experiences. I've so much enjoyed this podcast. I know, like I say, the listeners will as well. And I invite you guys all to look up her show. Uh, Her name will be in the show notes so you can spell it correctly and connect with her there. What a treat to be able to connect with her on a personal level like that uh, for her to offer her time. Uh, She is a very busy lady and for her to offer that to you guys is a very huge gift. So thank you, Abby, again, for being on here with us today. And thank you listeners for being on here. A lot of these notes will be in the show notes on the joryavils.com site. We will update that. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you, Abby. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We value our listeners. To access all of the links and resources mentioned in today's show, head over to www.joyreveals.com. That's www.joyreveals.com.